Welcome to Underscouted Podcast, brought to you by Maria Dornell, Realtor, helping families open the doors to their dream homes. Hi, I'm Corey Felton, host of Underscouted, and today I have a very special guest, Coach Devin Carter of LMU. What's up, Coach? How you doing, brother? Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, really excited to be here. Uh, very humbled and uh, looking forward to talking some hope. Man, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Given our current times, it's an honor for you to take your time out to speak with us. Oh, no problem at all. Now, Coach, give us some background information before we get started. Uh, just a guy from, from Cascade, Virginia. Um, one of the smallest towns in the country. Uh, a lot of people say they have one stoplight. Uh, we don't have any stoplights there. Uh, we have more cows than we do people. And um, so just from a small town, small community, uh, got involved with basketball around seven years old. Uh, my father was a coach, and, uh, you know, he'd get up early in the mornings, and we'd head to the gym during the summers for summer workouts and um, had a lot of success coaching in Virginia in their Hall of Fame there. And so being around him, uh, you know, obviously I got the love of basketball as well. So I uh, really started working on my game and, and um, trying to be the best player that I could be. Uh, you know, played in high school, uh, was an All-State kid, um, you know, wasn't, wasn't the most talented, but uh, I worked pretty pretty hard. Um, and then uh, the year after, I did a year at Hargrave Military Academy and um, – Played with a lot of really good players there. Uh, won a national title and uh, was fortunate enough to uh, play at Elon University. And so, um, you know, around that time, you know, Steph Curry was in the league. I tell people all the time, uh, we, uh, we, we were part of the building pro process there at Elon. And uh, Steph Curry would come through in the championship game and just smash all the hopes and dreams. So I'm still bitter about that. Um, but... Um, after that, um, you know, decided to get into coaching a little bit, and, and here we are. Now, Coach, you said when you was in high school, you, you simply just worked hard when you was in high school. Yeah. But then you also was a McDonald's All-American nominee. Yeah. Can you tell us what did you do to accomplish that? Um, well, I was in a great area in North Carolina. Um you know, I was in a, a, a tough league in North Carolina where we had a lot of kids play in the ACC and we had a lot of kids that played Division One basketball. And so uh, I was probably a little undersized, uh, you know, you know, for my position, um, but just really, really worked hard. And so I knew that, you know, for me to, um, you know, play at the college level uh, as a 6'2", as 6'3", a wing, there were some things that I had to do uh, to separate myself. And so uh, I spent a lot of time in the weight room. I spent a lot of time, you know, in the gym by myself, um, just getting up shots, working on my game, getting better. Um, I had a um, – my best friend is um, – he's now the head coach at UNC Wilmington, uh, Takeo Siddle. And uh, we did a lot of workouts, you know, together, um, you know, just trying to perfect our craft. And so, you know, we didn't um, – you know, we, we had friends and we hung out with friends and everything else. Didn't do a ton of partying. Just, you know, every day uh, we were in the gym getting better. And so just a, a combination of hard work and, 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 and favor from the good Lord. And uh, senior year was fortunate enough to be uh, nominated, um, 
you know, for that, uh, the McDonald's All-American nominee, and uh, it was a very humbling experience. Coach, that's an amazing story. There's a lot of kids out here that work hard, and they want to transform their game into being recognized nationally and even some globally. Um, so I see a lot of kids that work tremendously hard out here. So just hearing that, that might be the influence they need to push forward. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the saying I live my life by is, you know, you got to stay the course and keep the faith. And, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people want instant gratification. And um, it doesn't come that way. Um, there's a saying that a lot of people pray for an oak tree, but they get the acorn and throw it away um, because they're not, you know, assisting with the process of it. And so, um, you know, you stay long enough or you stay you stay small enough long enough, you'll be big enough soon enough. And so um, you've got to stay the course with your actions. You've got to continue to put work in. Uh, it may not come immediately, uh, but in due time. And so I, I try to preach that message uh, to our players all the time. That's a great message to have. Great message. Now, Coach, can you tell me what influenced you to become a coach? Uh, my dad, uh, my dad was a really good basketball coach in Virginia, uh, won multiple state titles at, at George Washington high school, uh, being around him every day and seeing how he impacted people's lives, uh, was made a, made a huge impression uh, on me. Um, I would also say my high school coach, a guy by the name of John Harder. Um, you know, my dad, when I, when I got in high school, my dad was actually my principal and, um, Coach Harder actually gave my dad his first coaching job uh, in the 80s. And, um, you know, being around coach, uh, Coach Harder won multiple state titles as well at, at Eden Moorhead. And uh, being around him uh, really, really inspired me to coach. And then, um, you know, when I got done playing, um, when I was at Hargrave, I, I played for a guy by the name of Kevin Keith. And uh, he, he's the head men's coach at NC State right now. And, um uh, I was working at a, a, a Honda job, and uh, coach came by the dealership, and um, he, I told him, man, I wanted to get into coaching. He's like, I may have something for you, um, and um, you know, when 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 that went down, he took the job at Universal Louisville, and uh, I was fortunate enough to work for a guy by the name of A. W. Hamilton at Hargrave, and uh, he was a Hargrave alum just like I was. Got the head job there, and, and I was with him for two years, and. Um, you know, it was, it was a experience that was very humbling. Uh, you didn't make any money. You stayed on the barracks. And, and uh, when, they, when they say pull yourself up by your bootstraps, that was literally it. Uh, very humble beginnings. And, um, but all those guys played a, a factor in, in, into me wanting to be a coach and, and make an impact on young people's lives. It's amazing, Coach. Now, Coach Carter. Yeah. Do you ever hear any references between – Coach Carter, the movie, and Coach Carter, you, the person. Yeah, oh, all the time. I uh, I get people all the time. I tell them that the, the movie was based on my dad and that uh, I'm the light-skinned guy, the light-skinned point guard in the movie um, because, you know, a lot of people know my dad was a coach. And so I tell them, yeah, the movie is based on my father. And they, they look at me and they're like, they're like stunned almost. They're like, oh, my gosh, like, are you serious? <laughs> And I'm like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, I get that. I get that a lot. Uh, a lot of people say that the Coach Carter from the movie reminds them of my dad. So uh, we get it a lot. And we have fun with it. That's cool. That's really cool. 
Um, COVID-19 has slowed down recruiting. What advice could you give these recruits right now in this time? Uh, I, I would tell recruits to just separate themselves. Um, you know, a, a lot of a lot of people. Um, you know, I'm I'm the type of coach that you know I'm not very big on highlight tapes. I think that's how you get your foot in the, the door, or you may have uh, you know you may get on a coach's radar and you know get them to ask questions. Um, but you know, a lot of people say you know they think the the, the talent is the only thing. Um, now more than ever, you've got to be well-rounded. I mean, you've got to be, um, you know, strong in the classroom. Uh, do you have to have some talent? Absolutely. Um, but you've got to separate yourself. I can't tell you the number of recruits that I've crossed off our list because their social media is awful um, because they're retweeting stuff with cussing in it and, um, you know, just, just vulgar stuff. And so, you know, when you want to bring in a kid to represent your program, and they represent themselves like that on a daily basis, you know, that's a, that's an automatic no go. Um, so I, you know, I think that in today's time, uh, you know, we live in a follower society and, um, I think that the kids that stand out and are willing to stand out are the kids that college coaches are looking for. And so, you know, right now, a lot of coaches, they don't have the, you know, we don't have the opportunity to go and watch kids play. So we're relying on film. We're relying on, you know, social media. We're relying on high school coaches more than ever um, just to kind of find out who these kids are, what they're about, what their habits are, uh, and how they operate on a daily basis. So, you know, uh, what people say about you, um, it, it matters. And so you want to make sure that you're being a good person. You want to make sure that during this time in, in quarantine and, um, you know, when, when we're not able to go out and, and travel and do different things, uh, that you're also making yourself better. Uh, this, you know, we should come out of this pandemic better versions of ourselves. And so the challenge I have to me and my staff is uh, let's come out in better physical shape, um, you know, so that when we get our kids on campus and we're talking to them about being in shape, we can be that example. Uh, basketball players should be the same thing. They, they should come, come out of this pandemic better better basketball players, better people, uh, and, and more well-rounded. Now, Coach, you said some pretty key points. Um, I had the opportunity to touch up on it last week with social media and being able to portray that out there that what kids need to understand is your social media says a lot about you, and it can Absolutely. also cost you a lot. And social media could potentially cost you your future because a scholarship – is the opportunity for a free education. For sure. Oh, I mean, you know, I, it, it's amazing to me, um, you know, that, that sometimes, you know, kids, um, they post certain things and I'm sitting here thinking like, man, that's probably a $40,000 mistake, you know? And I'm going to be honest with you, uh, coach. Um, it's not just the kids. Some it, it's coaches too. Um, you know, uh, I, I tell people the biggest drug in the world right now is attention. And, you know, even a lot of coaches, uh, they make it about themselves instead of the kids. And usually when you go look at those coaches' records, they're not very good. Um, and so, you know, I, I try to, um, you know, use social media as a platform uh, to, to let people know what our program is about and 
you know, what we do on a daily basis and, and to spotlight our kids. Cause at the end of the day, it, it's about the kids and it's about the program period. Uh, it's not about us as coaches. And sometimes we may think it is, but it's definitely not. And so, you know, when I go through and, and I'm recruiting a kid, uh, I always look at their social media um, and, I, and I always make sure that, man, this is somebody that fits our culture and what we're about. Uh, when I'm hiring coaches, uh, it's the same thing. Uh, I had a job opening last year, um, an assistant coach of coaching position open on my staff last year. And I bet you I received about 100 resumes and probably 60 of those resumes um, you could, you could, you know, wipe off um, because you go to their social media and it's just, it, it doesn't align. And um, that's not the example that I want to have for our kids. So I, I could have, you know, I could have eliminated 60 people right off the bat. And so, you know, I think we've got to make sure as, as adults that we are those examples for the kids because they emulate what they see. And so we've got to be that example for them. And then, you know, kids have got to be uh, in tune uh, with today's society and know that, man, you're representing not only yourself, but you're representing your family and you're representing the potential university as well. And uh, you don't want anything to come back and bite you. I agree with that. 100% agree with that. 60% though, that's a high number of people that's using social media the wrong way. Um, Coach, going forward, if a basketball player had to have three things before entering college, what would you recommend those three things are? Um, I would say number one, um, they'd have to be a, a, a genuinely good person. I mean, as coaches, we, we want to coach good people. Um, we want to coach good people. And um, when you're looking at building a culture with your program, you want to make sure that you have good kids in your program. Um, so I would say be a good person. Um, and, and what that entails is, you know, being honest, uh, being punctual and, and, and on time. Um, and, and then you get into those other things of, you know, treating people the way you want to be treated, being a great teammate. And, and that kind of encompasses a lot. Um, but those things are must haves in a program. And then if you're looking from a, you know, a player standpoint, you want to make sure that you're, you're, you're a hard worker and that, you know, your habits match your expectations. Um, you know, we live in a microwave society where everybody wants instant gratitude and the transfer portals at 800, 900 kids every year because, you know, kids get there and, you know, whether it's during a pandemic when they're not putting in time and getting better or whatever it may be, uh, they expect to play right away. And so you've got to be a hardworking kid. Uh, you know, I, I challenge kids all the time to be a leader and not a follower. Uh, you can't do what everybody else does because you're going to get what everybody else gets. And uh, there's very few phenomenal people, uh, no matter what profession you're in, uh, but you got to make some sacrifices and do some things to separate yourself. And then, um, you know, so, you know, when I say hardworking, that encompasses a lot too. Um, you know, if you're not putting the work in, you're not going to get the reward for it. And then the last thing is, you know, from a basketball side, I would just say toughness. Um, you know, it, it, you know, a lot of people give up very quickly, um, and, and you got to have some mental toughness to, to fight through some adversity and, 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 you know, build some character with some things. And so for me, toughness is not just basketball, you know, toughness is, 
Um, you know, my friends are going out. I got to study for this exam, though. I'm going to pass, and I'm going to study for this exam. Uh, toughness to me is class starts at 1130. I'm going to be there at 1120. Uh, toughness to me is is that, you know, hey, um, you know, I could, um, you know, not go in the gym and get better today, but because my leg is, 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 you know, my legs are tired, but, you know, I'm going to go in and get, you know, 20 minutes of good work and then, and then I'm going to go recover uh, in the athletic training room. And so, um, you know, I, I tell people, you know, you want to be able to be coached. Uh, toughness is the ability to be coached and, and um, you know, hey, yes, sir, no, you know, yes, ma'am, and, and move on to the next play. Um, so it, that, that question encompasses a lot because I probably named about 10 things instead <laughs> of three. Uh, but, you know, I think those things are all related uh, to each other. And so you want to be a good person. Uh, that, that, you know, you want to be a great teammate and you want to be a hard worker. And then, uh, you know, you want to make sure that you have good habits and, um, and, and that you're tough enough. And so that will be the advice that, that I give young kids coming out, um, you know, because those are things that I look for when I'm recruiting an athlete. Coach Carter, those are all nuggets, though, golden nuggets. Um, I believe that this class coming up and classes after this, need to hear the truth about what's the expectations are when they get ready to go to college. Like some kids yeah. don't, don't know what they need when they leave their home or they've been, you know, sheltered at the high school basketball level to where they feel like they are kind of entitled to certain things. So when they get to college, there's a certain level of expectation that they have to meet. And um, if someone's not being realistic with them, like you said, the transfer portal it's full of a lot of students. Not saying they were unreal, but a lot of a lot of athletes that wanted it right now, but don't want to put the work in right now. So I believe in those golden nuggets you just dropped to be very beneficial to this class. Oh, for sure. And, and you know what? I mean, I, I think that you know what you just talked about is is that you know I think a lot of times you know coaches get in trouble when they when they promise kids stuff or they tell them you know that you know, they promise them playing time or whatever it may be um you know one of the things that I tell you know my staff and, and we tell recruits and we tell parents um can't promise you anything um we don't guarantee anything we don't go and and, and make promises and, and and all that other stuff to kids um you know I, we we tell them if if you're an entitled kid or whatever it may be and this is probably not the place for you. And, you know, you're, you're dealing with different things because, you know, I've come on, you know, we've had kids come on visits before and it's not just the kid, it's the parent uh, that gets in, you know, on the visit and starts talking crazy. And you're like, Oh my gosh, I, I like the kid, but I can't deal with mom and dad on the visit, you know, and because you, you hear about entitlement and well, you know, we had a parent one time say, well, if the coach will make you a captain and just transfer. And I'm like, what? And I'm sitting here as a college coach, like, wow, I, this is probably not going to work out. Uh, so, you know, I think that, um, you know, this class, um, and, and like you said, next year's class, um, you know, they're going to hit some adversity uh, just because of the situation. And, um, you know, for them to get through that, it's going to take some toughness and resiliency. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I know as coaches, we're trying to be extra careful to make sure we get the right kids. Um, you know, because this is unique times we're living in. And, 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 you know, we still want to get to a point where we can move forward one day and uh, get back to basketball with, with great kids and great support 
uh, from parents and everybody else. I agree, Coach. And, Coach, I thank you for all that information. I have one more thing to ask, Coach. Yes, sir. What are your goals as a coach? Uh, i tell you this. Um, I, I think goals sometimes limit you. And, um, but if I had to put it in, in one, you know, and the reason I say that is because what happens after you accomplish your goals is next. And so I always have a, in our program, we have a next play mentality. Uh, what's next? You know, uh, if I miss a shot, what's next? Well, I got to get back on defense and communicate. Um, for me, my goal, though, is to be the best version of myself, um, wherever that may take me. Um, you know, I'm a very process-oriented person, and I believe in the process of getting better each day. And so if I can be a better version of myself each day, um, you know, then, then, you know, basketball and the good Lord is going to take me where it's going to take me. Um, you have ambitions. Um, you know, um, you know, my goal right now is to grow our, our program at Lincoln Memorial to one of the best in the country. Um, I think it is, um, you know, a top five job in the country uh, for our level at the Division Two level. Um, so my, my goal and my focus is to uh, turn it into the best job in the country. Um, I treat this job like it's my Duke, like it's my Louisville, uh, like it's my University of Texas. Um, you know, I, I treat it uh, like that on a daily basis. And so, um, you know, there, there are a lot of things that I'd like to accomplish. I mean, we, we won a conference championship this past year at, at, at Tusculum University. Um, obviously, I'm, I made the move from, from Tusculum to Lincoln Memorial as the head coach. And, um, you know, I want to make sure that we accomplish those same things here. Uh, but now the goal is to compete for national championships. And so, um, you know, if I can be a better version of myself and, and, and help our players grow and help our players become better versions of themselves along the way, um, then I'm going to be happy and satisfied with, with, uh, with my life. Coach, I love that answer. I love that. Next play mentality. I might have to yeah. steal that and adopt that to my life. Next play no more goals. Next play. My next play. What's going to be my next play? Um, Absolutely. Coach, on behalf of Underscouted, we appreciate the time you gave us today. Um, thank you for everything. Thank you for having me. I'm extremely humble. Just thank you for the opportunity. Um, and I uh, really appreciate it. If you guys in Underscouted ever need anything this way, let me know. Sure will. We would like to give a thank you to our sponsors, Magalia Watches, Keeper Time in Sports, and Maria Dorno, Realtor of La Rosa Realty, helping families open doors to their dream homes.